Hello and welcome way back to the What Is Life Dude podcast. My name is Eric. I'm Sarah. We're coming back after a roughly two-month hiatus, which was unintentional. An unintentional hiatus. Yes. Yeah. So, well, let's start with why. Why the hiatus? (laughs) I think that, I mean, for me specifically, I've just been dealing with depression. That's the... The long and short of it, hard to be motivated lately, but I feel like uh, we're, you and I finally are kind of starting to, what's the phrase, catch our bearings? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I know what you're referring we're to. We're kind of back on I track. I trust you. We're getting back on track. Yeah. I would say. Well, the ironic part of, of the answer of why we took a two-month hiatus accidentally is because... The the ironic part is the last episode was about us being like, this is what we're going to do now. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't quickly realize, but we did realize that what we talked about was not the answer to our problems. (laughs) Our problem of what do we want to do with this life we have? Mm -hmm. And what's the answer? Well, you know, quite often I feel like I I feel like that's happened to us a number of times and it's fine. Like every time we've made some sort of kind of grand plan and it has kind of fallen through it is very discouraging in the moment but i i do think we get a lot of clarity out of it and that has been what happened and it finally led us to understanding the obvious (laughs) the obvious of what are these two fools going to do with their lives and the answer is let's say it on three one two three Mute. You didn't say anything. <laughs> music. Okay. Well, to be fair, we've always wanted to make music together. We've talked about it at length and on various podcast episodes, but I feel like it's just been kind of a struggle because, I mean, I think people understand that when you have life going on and adult responsibilities, sometimes it's very difficult to carve out time for hobbies. Especially hobbies that you want to turn into a career. But aren't paying you yet. Right. Yeah. And it's especially it's especially so when it's something like music that doesn't pay most people ever. And right. if it does, it takes a while to get there. Yes. And it's also at the same time, it's not like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just woodwork. Mm-hmm. Not, to, not to demean any people who are into woodworking. But, like, music is a hobby where you're putting your heart and soul into it, usually mm-hmm. if you're writing songs. So it's not just like, eh, I'll, I'll do some woodworking and maybe I'll sell it, maybe I won't. It's like you're pouring everything into it and not getting anything back immediately. Or so not even getting to... any feedback sometimes. Right. You know? So it's hard to jump in. And that's why we've been doing covers for, like, a year. Years. Yeah. Basically, we started making covers or trying to make covers together, like, right after we moved in together yeah and that's all been slow going and uh we have finally begun to work on original music together and we've talked about this before but we have we have started to do original music before and other life things have gotten in the way of that also things like well sarah has to work on a sarah's vegan kitchen thing so she's going to give this project to me and I'm going to try to build this song and hope she likes it. And then she listens to it and she's like, 
this doesn't sound like my song. And we're like, we really have to do this together. Yeah. Like all of it together at the same time. And that's what we've been doing. Right. And we're just creating stuff that I listen to it every day. Even if we're not working on it per se, I'll just listen to it because I'm just like, wow, I, I fucking love this. It sounds great. <laughs> I'm excited about it. You're great. I love it. Yeah, we've been investing a lot in it too. Eric's got a bunch of new tools for music production. Mm-hmm. And I've just been spending a ton of time writing and practicing, just trying to become a better pianist and just understand music more in general. Um, I kind of want to rewind because yeah, I for sure. feel like we were talking about like the beginnings of making music together maybe right around the time we stopped making episodes of the podcast and we just kept hitting walls because we would start working on something with a lot of uh, enthusiasm and then we'd end up like fighting kind of not necessarily fighting but it would be a really stressful situation yeah we don't so then we'd like fight. table it yeah we, and, ha- we, we don't fight in a way, just yeah. a deep dive into our relationship. <laughs> we don't fight in a way where some couples fight. We don't like curse at each other and scream at each other and say like, you're a fucking bitch. I hate you. <laughs> like, absolutely not. That's why it's like, it is fighting for us. <laughs> right. You know, but it's not like what you see on TV. Yeah, I, I guess it's not really fighting so much as it is just like we end up pressing pause on things and we're in a funky mood for kind of a while but it's as much fighting as we ever do yeah and then i kind of my my style when i'm upset is to kind of withdraw because i will i know myself to if i uh, get in an impassioned argument when i'm upset i will say things that i regret so i've kind of developed this method of like withdrawing cooling down and then approaching the the conflict with a cool and calm and collected <laughs> head. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, what have we been doing for the past two months? We ended up, I think like right right before we took a break, we had taken a little trip over the weekend up to a mountain town and that was really nice. And we were really enjoying hiking. And so we thought, oh, we want to be doing this outdoorsy thing all the time and documenting it. And we have spent a lot of time outside, I will say. And we have been enjoying it. And then once you start trying to bring a camera, yeah. And and this is this is just us, you know. We probably talked about him on the last episode, but a lot of this was inspired by this YouTuber named Craig Adams, who's a hiking adventure guy. But he just like makes really beautiful videos mm-hmm. of his hikes, and I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. And then when you start doing it, you realize that. This guy, like, has been making short films and stuff for, like, years and years and years. Right. And he has a ton of really expensive equipment, and he really knows what he's doing. And he also has the means to travel to new and interesting places and, you know. It's his it's his passion. It's his job, too. And his hobby and his job and it's what he's best at. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, maybe we just, like, hiking, not exactly trying to emulate that or Mm -hmm. even find our own style of it right and it's like all trying all these new different things and trying to say okay what are we gonna do it all let it all uh, like eventually led us to 
oh, the thing we're good at, the thing we like doing, the thing we have experience doing is making music. It's like all these little <laughs> things just keep leading us back to this point. Right. Well, it's funny to say that because it sounds so obvious because we have known that and we've talked about it, but... It's so hard, guys. I think I think the thing is that it's very like an issue not an, it's a thing that i think a lot of our generation struggles with is this need to always be productive and to not bother with things unless we can monetize them don't you feel that way yeah absolutely. we're like are we gonna go on a hike or go on an adventure to a beautiful place and not document it yeah it's hard but it's definitely what i realized was anytime we would travel even before um before the last episode we were talking about like last year we went to visit my mom and sister in san diego and there were all these vegan restaurants we wanted to go to and i was so excited i was like oh we're gonna document this for the channel we're gonna do vlogs it's gonna be great and then when it came to being there i really did not want to you know you what i mean like i a... just wanted to enjoy that time to get i wanted to sit at a restaurant across from you and not bring a camera do you know what and I mean? not care about literally anything else yeah. absolutely yeah but i i i struggle with feeling like i'm wasting that opportunity because it is something that i would like to share in theory but and i feel that way with everything as being like a kind of like a lifestyle influencer i guess it's like i will not sometimes i'll buy this like food item at a grocery store that I'm really excited to eat and I'll I'll let it sit in the fridge or in the pantry for like weeks because I'm like oh I'm not ready to uh film myself eating this or like take photos of it and put on Instagram so I can't eat it which is ridiculous do you know what I mean and like huge shout out to the food influencers of this world who love doing what they do yeah it's great yeah we're thankful for you because we like watching you <laughs> and right. we like learning what the hip new vegan products are. But yeah, sometimes it's hard for you have to set up, you have to set a bunch of things up just to like eat something. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it makes life difficult. Yeah. Can I also give a quick, sh- another shout out since we're on the topic of monetizing things. I oh. think this was, I think this would be a good time to <laughs> thank you. Okay. We always thank our, our anchor supporters, but Right now, more than ever, I want to thank all of our supporters that stuck with us for the last two months while they weren't getting any content and yeah. just said, okay, well, you know, we don't know what's happening with them. We're going to stick. We're going to stand by them. Right. And look where we are now. We're back. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I feel like once a week we've had for the past several weeks, we've had this moment where we're like, oh, podcast. Should we just like say that we're canceling it and contact our supporters and be like, you know, you know, you can withdraw your support because we don't know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're unsure. And yeah, things are hard. Money makes things complicated. Um, I, I don't know. I truly feel like we've just kind of been in, I've almost kind of embraced the rut. I feel like sometimes you kind of have to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've been watching a lot of TV lately, mm-hmm. <laughs> which 
I mean, I don't want to continue doing forever, but I do think it was kind of a nice reset to be like, for a period of time, I'm going to chill out. I stopped working with sponsors for the month of July. I think I'm going to continue into August because it's just, I think making that space has, 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 is, is the reason why I've been able to make music. Oh, quite yeah, honestly absolutely because working with sponsors making content that i really wasn't particularly passionate about i think was throwing me into this extreme hole of depression and um i, I just didn't feel like anything i was making was useful or interesting yeah or particularly even like artistically satisfying do you know what i mean well you take all all of that into account and 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 then you have to factor in, like, the baseline feeling that everyone's been having. Yeah. Which is, like, I mean, I don't know if everyone's felt this exact way, but, like, this is how the last, what month is it? August. August. This is how the last, like, five months have gone, right? It's like, oh, the coronavirus. It's not, it's not just in China anymore. Now it's here. Okay, now what happens? Then everything gets shut down. We're all locked inside our homes. All of the grocery store shelves are empty. Right. And everyone's like panicking and freaked out and like, what is happening now? And then we get locked down. It's like a little scary. And then at least for us, it turned into like this, ooh, now we're like, we're at home together mm-hmm. all the time. This is what we do. Let's put our offices in the same place. Let's right. do all these things. Let's get 10,000 steps every day. Like, let's buy masks. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah. you get, but when we have to go out, it's like, a, it's like an adventure to go yeah. get groceries and we were running together i for the first time i was like actually sticking to a running schedule which mm-hmm. felt good and, and dalgona coffee and right. homemade bread and just like all of these the fun like yeah like i don't know all of these things right and then like some months go by and you're like okay a little stir crazy right right and then you're like oh wait this thing's everything's opening again hell yeah this thing's over it's time for summer baby oh shit everything's worse and then all of a sudden it's worse than it was when it started and like we have to crawl back into this hole and it's like oh that's fucking depressing right like that's how it felt for us it's like you think it was so close to being like you thought it was going to be good finally yeah and then like we're pushed back into this thing and it's like I think that's a big part of also what made us kind of be like, what are we doing? Yeah. Put us in a rut. Well, we went we went back to the gym like twice and then no one was wearing masks. So we were like, ooh, not safe to go back yet. So we stopped going to the gym. Like at one point we like we had a wedding to go to in June. Got canceled, obviously, because it was out of the country. Um, and then we rebooked for December and now we're like, ooh. And now we're still not, not gonna sure. happen. Yeah. Um, we had plans to move in October. We don't know if it's safe to move where we were planning to move. So all of that is we're just in this kind of weird limbo. Yeah. And like like I said, I think it has to be like that. Yeah. I'm I would bet it's like that for most people to some degree. Mm-hmm. So like of course we're gonna be in a rut and everyone's in a rut. Yeah. Right? So we started watching Survivor. <laughs> we started just like binge watching television that was like interesting and kind of mindless. And I I just like kind of gave up on working out 
for a period of, well, we, we were like hiking, but we're I hike. stopped running. I wasn't weightlifting. I stopped like, I just kind of ate whatever I wanted for a couple weeks. It's been, it's been like two, well, yeah, two months basically since we did the last episode. This entire two months has been us. It's just strange because we've been together so long trying <laughs> to figure these things out for so long. Yeah. But it's been like eight straight weeks of us realizing, hey, don't do what you don't want to do and just start doing what you want to do. So we're like, you want to become adventure YouTubers? Well, you can't go anywhere right now and we don't like filming stuff. <laughs> like if we're on like a nice hike, we want to just enjoy the hike. And people like Craig Adams love putting their camera down and taking shots. Mm -hmm. Like not for me. I want to go hike and yeah. see stuff and sweat. And it's yeah. like, like I said before, it all boils down to, oh, wait, we like me. We like doing music, which again, seems so obvious, but it's really hard to throw yourself into that. And I think another thing I struggle with, I mean, something actually that we have been or I've been thinking a lot more about lately is. Um, oh, men mental health is like always top of mind for me because I struggle with it <laughs> a lot. But I've been I've I've been kind of reading up more on borderline personality disorder, which I have. <laughs> um, and it, like a huge piece of that is just this lack of identity, which I've struggled with my entire life, which is why I'm constantly, it, it would seem, trying to pursue things that don't make sense for me to pursue. Because what will happen is I'll see someone else being successful doing something and my brain will say, like, oh, their life looks nice. I could do that, too. And then I just, like, dive headfirst into it. And I start investing in those things. I've done it with photography. I've done it with, like, fitness. Like, just, like, any time I can, like, find one shred of happiness doing something or seeing someone looking happy doing something, I just, my identity gets sucked up into it. And then uh, a number of days or weeks pass and I'm like, oh, that's not me. I did it again. So I don't know. You know, the only constant really is writing for me is like that thing that I always end up coming back to. Yeah. And I've had a similar experience like meeting you and experiencing secondhand you like <laughs> quitting your quote unquote real job and doing YouTube full time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you can just, like, make stuff for a living if you try hard enough, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And, like, how many times since we've met have I tried to, like, you know what? I am going to be a YouTuber, mm -hmm. like, four times. And then, like, literally one week goes by and I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, go write a song. <laughs> like, go do something. That's why even though the last few weeks, months have been really difficult in a lot of ways, just figuring these things out has been so satisfying. Right. Like we're, yeah, we're watching a lot of Survivor, but at the same time, we're also like, we've been trying to work on music every single day. Even if it's like, we didn't have like a mind blowing discovery. We didn't like finish an entire song in one night. Mm -hmm. Just like if we do like a little something that like progresses us right. in either like an emotional mental way or like we physically laid something down and recorded it. Either way, it's, like, that's what we've been doing. And, like, I've been getting a lot of freelance music gigs, which is 
which makes me really happy. Right. And it's like, yeah, we've been watching Survivor, but we've been also doing these things yeah. that are great yeah. and are going to continue to be great. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, we just had our three-year anniversary a couple of weeks back. Um, and I just think it's so funny that it's taken us so long to finally kind of like get into a groove as far as making things together goes. But I mean, like you said, and like we've talked about, um, I definitely think all of the weird experiments we've had in the past that have fallen through definitely got us to this point. It's not like we could have just jumped right in, you know? What we're doing now, you know, we've, what we've concluded is that if we tried to do what we're doing now at any point up until now, we would have just failed. And it, I don't know. I mean, who knows how we would have failed or what it would have been like. Maybe like those stressed out kind of half fight things would have been more serious. Mm. So like it needed to be now. Yeah. Right. And we needed to take a break from the podcast and we needed to we needed to do all these things in order right. for us to be like, oh, this is Sarah's song. Let's figure out what it's going to sound like when we record it together. Yeah. And now it's just like happening. Yeah. Um, other things that have happened in this past two months, I got in a bike accident, oh, which I, right. I shared about a little on Instagram, but I basically just like flew headfirst off my bike cause I was going too fast and never really liked my, I always felt kind of unsafe on my bike cause I learned how to ride a bike, like on a hybrid bike in college. A hybrid as in a hybrid mountain bike and road bike. Yeah. Which had like nice thick tires. I always felt very stable. I've never, I've like fallen off my bike once. And then um, I, when we, I moved to Colorado, I got a road bike because I, I, I don't know, I got it from a used bike store and it was just the only one that was my size. I'm very small. So I got it and I am road very bike, small. like very, very thin tires. And I've always felt like super sketched out by it and uh, should have listened to my intuition because I flew off and, uh, for like two weeks, I was like kind of, okay, first off, my helmet cracked. I'm very lucky that I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. She she was going 25 miles an hour <laughs> down a hill and smacked her head on the concrete. and On on the helmet. Perfectly on the helmet. Yeah. I, whew, we'll get to my reaction in a second. You can keep telling the story. Right. So I, I was injured and I think that's kind of when we started like... I feel like that's part of why I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to like watch a lot of TV <laughs> because I, I like couldn't do anything. And I just wanted to be comfortable. Like it was just a mess. It was a mess. So it that's kind of part of why I like just resigned myself to chilling out for some time. Yeah. Um, that was the scariest moment of my life, of my <laughs> goddamn life. I thought... I thought this bitch was dead. No, you didn't. Sorry. I immediately popped up because she for did. some she... reason, like, I mean, like humans just do this. They, adrenaline. Adrenaline just makes, I don't even remember really what happened, but somehow I like immediately popped up, moved my bike out of the road. I'm just bleeding. My, my shirt is like torn. You ripped, you ripped an entire sleeve off of your shirt <laughs> by just scraping it along the ground. Yeah. I have some pretty gnarly scars now on my hands. I'm sure they'll they'll fade. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing what I can to fade them. But I, you know, 
for like a week after that, I just kept closing my eyes and watching because I was behind Sarah when it happened. Yeah. And I just kept watching her very quickly wobble and then eat it. (laughs) And I knew she was okay. Like I'd be thinking about this while she was sitting next to me at home. Right. And my brain is like making me well up with tears. So I'm like just picturing this. And I just can't imagine how people endure like much worse PTSD, trauma. PTSD, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, God. But yeah, I think that definitely catapulted us a little in the direction where we ended up. Because another part of that is like, oh, my God, I could have died. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if you weren't wearing a helmet, what the chances of you oh my God. dying, dying I would never would have. No. You never would have done that with that helmet, right? Yeah, no. But like, you know, just it's one of those things. It just makes you uh, contemplate your more mortality. Mortali- I almost said morality. Yeah. Your mortality. Right. And it's like, oh, I can't I can't spend time doing things that don't make me happy. And uh, on that note, we then had um, I don't want to give too much detail, but we had a friend staying with us mm-hmm. going through some major life changes uh, for a couple weeks. Yeah. Just left. Mm-hmm. Um, but that shifted our perspective a lot too. And yeah. I think made us kind of realize how close you and I are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also kind of ended up putting things on hold somewhat yeah. when we had a, a guest staying with us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things, <laughs> things are just different when someone's in your house for two weeks. Yeah. But it was, like you said, it was a learning experience about ourselves and about people we know and, yeah, you know. Right. What what else has happened? We watched Hamilton on oh, Disney+. Yeah. Plus. we watched Hamilton. Okay, let me preface this. Ex- yeah, you can explain. If you guys don't know what Hamilton is, Hamilton is a Broadway musical that premiered in 2015 on Broadway, and it's about the life of alexander hamilton and this musical was touted with a capital t yeah now my family is obsessed with theater 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 i don't know how to say that word according to sarah theater theater (laughs) theater so they're obsessed right so they all they all waited for months and months and months got the tickets and saw hamilton which are exorbitantly priced yes not that i'm i'm not saying it's not worth it i'm just saying they're very expensive (laughs) they're extremely expensive (laughs) because and part of that is a because it's on broadway and b because people loved it it, and it was selling out months and months and months in advance so they all saw it obsessed listening to the music and then at the beginning of july they on disney plus they dropped a live recording Mm -hmm. of the show on broadway so it's as close to the Broadway experience as you can get without going. Yeah. And my family was like, Eric, you are the only person who hasn't seen it. They all <laughs> saw it on Broadway. We actually passed up an opportunity to fly out to New York and do it. Mm-hmm. One of the many uh, downsides of like having the job I had is that I wasn't allowed to go anywhere that month. But was it in the summer? I think it was in June. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, so we didn't go see Hamilton, but you know, you live and you learn. Uh, so they were like, you have to watch it. And I was like, guys, you've been talking about it for like four years. It's like the best musical. And I'm kind of afraid it's going to not be as good as you and everyone says. Because people listening, you know that feeling when some, when people tell you 
this is the most amazing thing ever and then you experience it and you're like oh it was great but kind of a letdown like moana like moana <laughs> that's how i felt about moana not that it was bad but it which was is, just not i don't know which is funny to me because lin manuel miranda who wrote the music for moana also wrote hamilton yeah <laughs> so so my family was like you just gotta watch it just gotta watch it so after a few weeks we finally watched it and goddamn, was it good right and for us it, like we're not theater people no but we're music people and it just blew us away and it really inspired us the way i was talking to my dad about it was like as musicians it was almost like being able to enjoy something on tv like a movie but also kind of like studying music it was like reading a textbook about music and performance and performance mm -hmm. and lyrics and everything right that was a really inspiring moment for us i think right well it was very inspiring but also sometimes things that are good th that's another thing about me is like Depress things you? that are good and make me sad because i just felt this overwhelming like <sighs> sense of inadequacy as a musician and performer because it's like these people bust their asses to get on broadway do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like and I think this um, Hamilton took like seven years for him to write. It was like by the time from when he started writing it to or when he from when he conceived the idea to when it premiered on Broadway was seven years. Yeah, which is insane. And and I, I'm so glad it's getting all the recognition it has been. But I was just I, these people are just so talented. And I just think about them like, I mean, your dad, Eric's dad, tried to be make he that tried to do broadway yeah make that his career and it was just difficult and he's a fantastic singer and a great actor yeah and it's just like nope right and so i was like shit if oh i don't know it just kind of threw me into a little bit of an existential uh spiral but in a good way because then i was like fuck i i mean i i have to try right you know theater <laughs> has to be like one of the only pure forms of art yeah. left at least music when it comes to music what do you mean like studio recorded music is mm -hmm. pitch corrected yes right like even if you sing the notes perfectly you still use technology to smooth it out smooth it out perfect them even more yeah right and like most of the time you don't notice it because that's just your ear is now accustomed to hearing like the notes sung correctly and even like at live shows, you can you can pitch correct people while they're singing, mm -hmm. right? So like you never know if you're watching a pop star sing, if you don't know how There's raw some it light is. Tune, yeah, yeah. But like on Broadway and any other type of theater, it's just raw. It's just there. Yeah. And they do it on Broadway eight times a week, and it's the same, and it's perfect every single performance. Right. <laughs> i mean you know they we learned that they recorded the live hamilton show they did they recorded two live performances on broadway and one performance in an empty theater and sarah was like are they just so locked in that it doesn't matter which audio they use from which clip right because yeah, it so, lines up every time yeah so they had the three different recordings so that they could have different angles and switch between them but like yeah they're they're so perfectly on time and predictable and in their consistent. delivery that I, yeah it, it doesn't matter <laughs> they sing it the same way every single time yeah mm -hmm. and it's just like yeah like you said it's awe-inspiring and it's also like oh my god 
I'm never going to sing that good. I'm never going to write music that good. I'm never going to be that much of a genius. It kind of hurts. It's like it's like the one time in college when I started getting into John Mayer when mm-hmm. I was a senior in college. And I watched part of his um, Where the Light Is, live from L.A. DVD. Mm-hmm. And he was just like playing something and singing. And I just started crying in my bed by myself. And I closed my computer and I was like, <laughs> I should I have to quit being a musician because John Mayer is... An amazing singer, an amazing songwriter, amazing guitar player. He's amazing at everything. I'm never going to be that amazing, so I should just stop. And then, obviously, like an hour later, I was like, "What? No, you got to keep going." But you know, it's one of those. It's just one of those things. Right. Yeah, it's very easy to compare yourself. Yeah. And I, mean, I think that's why it's been so easy for me um, at other times in my life to like kind of latch onto other things that seem easier, like just be like, oh. To be a food blogger, like, it's easy. It's just, like, there are these, like, very specific steps you need to take. Like, upload this many times a week. Use this kind of content. Like, learn about SEO. There's all these, like, very concrete steps to obtain attain certain goals. And, like, it's very, I don't know, it's it's appealing. But then, you know, I, I think I've realized that my personality is such that like the seemingly easy thing is never the easy thing for me because i get so miserably depressed when i'm trying to yeah trying to be something you're not yeah to do the practical thing which i've been trying to do my entire life like i was telling you the other day that like after i graduated college i like was working at a cafe for a little while because i thought i wanted to go to culinary school and I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I should go to nursing school because my mom was in nursing school. And like something in, like now I can see looking back that I just kind of wanted my family to be like, oh, yes, she has like, I don't have to worry about her anymore. She's going to go do, a, you know, a stable job. There's these steps to get to a nursing degree and then to practice. And um, it just seemed easy. So I thought I was going to do that just because why not? Yeah. I don't know. Well, and on this topic, another thing we've been talking about is like, like we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, something that's hard about doing the music thing, being a musician is the lack of the lack of like recognition and um, what are the words I'm looking for? Like, you don't get that feeling of, that satisfying feeling of, like, ah, I did this and people like it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get that right away or a lot of times, like I said, ever. Right. But it's, like, you know, if you, the way I've been thinking about it is Sarah asked me, like, a week or two ago, she was, like, why do you like exercising? Like, what is it about you that makes <laughs> you like exercising? Right. And we really, we really got into it and I was, but I, the conclusion I came to is, I like exercising because it's so easy to feel like you've accomplished something, right? So if I go for a three-mile run, I'm like, I just ran for three miles for 30 minutes, and I burned X amount of calories, and look at that, an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. When you make music, it's like you work on you work on one song or a collection of songs for months and months and months, perfecting it, perfecting it, changing things. And then you upload it, and then it takes months for it to come out, and then it comes out, and sometimes 
not a lot of people listen to it. And you're like, well, why did I do that? (laughs) You know? Right. Like all my, all of my songs that I released under my name since the end of last year, they all have like a few hundred streams. And it's like, that's great. But it's kind of like, oh, well, that's it. They're all All those songs are going to die right there. So it's hard to feel like you've accomplished something. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure even people who like get a lot of streams are like, well, you know, my song has 3 million streams, but Bad Guy by Billie Eilish has 1.3 billion. I suck. Right. So like, I know it, I know everyone thinks of themselves that way. Well, that's really true. And it, it what's interesting is we just recently released a cover of heart-shaped box by nirvana and i think i just randomly kind of recommended that we cover it and it was like one of the easiest covers that we've ever put together because i love the song so much because i mean kurt cobain is mentally ill and i i always tend to i really like music that's about that like angst um if you can make something beautiful out of shitty feelings i really like it so i felt very motivated to get that song done and i like i notice if one of us is particularly motivated about something we the other tends to feed off of it so things just go faster if one of us is like the the big push behind a project um and like obviously this guy died at a young age at like the peak of his career so it's like it really is true that no matter how much success you obtain, you there's no guarantee that you're happy, right? So I think, who was it, like Jim Carrey said, like, you can be uh, unhappy doing something that you... I, I don't remember what it is. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like you can to, be... I can look it up. Yeah, he was talking about how his dad, like, worked hard his whole life to support his family and just didn't die like particularly fulfilled. Um, so it's like, if you're going to be unhappy doing one thing, why not make it be a thing that you actually like doing if you're going to be unhappy? Cause then you could be happy. It could turn out positively. Trying to read anything online nowadays <laughs> is impossible because of ads. Yeah. Let's see. These are 16 Jim Carrey quotes. Uh, hmm. He he once said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. Right. I mean, I'd love some, some money, though. <laughs> uh, that would be great. I think I saw an infographic uh, shared. And I mean, who knows what's uh, fact, factually accurate nowadays on social media, but I saw this map of the United States and each state had a percentage of like people who are facing eviction as in like behind on the past month's rent. And it's like a startlingly high amount. Yeah. So, you know, some money would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Wait, I, he said, so many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. What we really want seems impossibly out of reach. So we never dare to ask the universe for it. I'm the proof that you can ask the universe for it. (laughs) not exactly what you were right i mean if i had my phone i would look for it but the point is that happiness is not guaranteed no matter what you do in this life so if you're risking unhappiness anyway you may as well 
do what you want to do, right? I got it. Yeah. You mentioned his dad, right? Yeah. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want. Yes, that's So what you it might was. as well take a chance on doing what you love. Right. Right? So right. why take the chance and fail at something that you're just doing for a reason like practicality? Yeah. Right? Well, I think about my dad, too, when I, when I think about that, because he, I, I mean, I think we're pretty similar. We're both pretty creative. Um, he really liked to write. I could have seen him being like going back to school and being a lawyer or like if, you know, if I were a little bit further in my career on social media or, or like blogging, I could have helped him start a blog. He just loved politics and history and all of that. And that could have been his thing, but he was very much like dedicated to this more practical path, I guess. And then he died. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, why? And like when someone dies, you realize like nothing and nothing goes with you. Do you know what I mean? So like all of the practical reasons you would have to not do the things you like kind of fly out the window because i mean if you die and you have debt you don't have debt anymore do you know what I mean? not that you should get into debt but do you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like some things don't matter in a cosmic sense yeah <laughs> and just hearing you talk about stuff like that makes me just uh you know grateful to be alive you know what i mean yeah. yeah. I'm grateful that you're alive, too. Thanks, baby. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on in this episode? No. Anything that you can think of? No. Okay. Well, it's good to be back. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for um, letting life get in our way for a spell, as it does for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.